towering mast creak and crack as your vessel rocks with the sticky southern sea breeze. A sudden gust cools your face with a spattering mist from the ever-swelling whitecaps. You look upon the black, churning monster bearing down upon you with antipathy. Nothing can be done but to prepare for the worst. Intense blinding flashes dance across the sea, deep rumbles shake your bones to meal, and the playful gusts grow to forceful gales. A lonely droplet stings your cheek as if to spit in your face, or perhaps even challenge you. What should we do, Captain? The rain comes heavier now, falling in sheets and a deafening roar fills your ears. Turning to your first mate, you shout over the storm, Batten down the hatches! Lance Howery. Kind of like a rabbit's foot. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if our first five podcasts are lucky. <laughs> Do you ever we had any, I don't know if we'll have any views. I don't know. Zane Potter. And let, let's, let's be honest here. It's not exactly five-star media. This is Men in Armor. Good. It's all good. All right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of Men in Armor. Um, I am Zane Potter, one of your hosts. Sitting across from me is the always dapper Lance Howery. How you doing, bud? I'm doing good. I have a question, though. What? Right off the bat. Already? Yeah, because you, you said like two seconds. You in. said good evening. What if they're watching in the morning? Oh well, I'm... good morning, good afternoon. Too bad for them, I guess. <laughs> I guess we'll just have to miss out on that greeting. Yeah, that's okay. Anyway, anyways, I'm doing great. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about? Uh, we're gonna. We're. I'm not even gonna waste time. We. We. This is the first time we've recorded in probably three or four weeks. What's crazy about this? This is the first time we recorded since we've launched. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it is now that I think about it. That's pretty cool. What do you so, think? What do you think of uh so far? I mean, well, I don't know. So the stats say we have thirteen listeners. Not, so there's thirteen people listening. I'm not gonna listen to our own podcast. I feel like that makes me concerned. I was wondering, I was gonna ask you if you actually listen to <laughs> our podcast. <laughs> well, I listened to the episode that you sent me. Okay. That was the uh, mock up, but so I, don't, I listen to a little bit of it while I'm editing some of, th- yeah. like putting putting it together. But I don't. I have not actually listened to it after I've got it done. So do you think that I'm one of our thirteen listeners? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's actually <laughs> it actually calculates how many people it expects to listen next time, and so um, based on how many times people have listened previously. So I don't know. It's some type of algorithm. They said they wouldn't let me know what the algorithm is, so they just said it does what it does. Huh? When I looked it up, so. Interesting. Well, we have not recorded because, well, last week I had a couple little things going on, but the big deal, word around town is you had a baby. Yeah. Yeah. How's that going? Had a daughter. All right. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. She was born on September 2nd. Yeah. Yep. Is she going to tame down those wily boys? Uh, Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. They're pretty crazy still. Yeah. Yeah, she she'll be the youngest, but she'll probably have the most commanding voice. Yeah, she'll probably have them wrapped around her finger. <laughs> They'll keep keep all the boys away, hopefully. Yeah. Well, that's your job now. Yeah. No, I gotta. I need a need some. I need a shotgun. That's you, what I need. You got at least like sixteen <laughs> years to prepare. So yeah. You want to buy a shotgun? I'm selling one. No, I don't need to buy anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've bought too much stuff lately. Two hundred bucks. Too much fishing stuff. Two hundred bucks. Two hundred bucks. Does this count as soliciting online? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> don't try to sell a gun over our uh, podcast. That sounds. I don't think that works. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, so what's up with you? What's going on with you? Oh, just oh, nothing new that I can think of. Just been kind of busy. School started back up. School started back up. Um, going back Monday and Wednesday, 
and nice. uh, Saturday morning now. So that sounds terrible. Uh, it's not bad. I mean, Monday it's a long. The Monday. only reason I'm getting up Saturday morning is to go fishing. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a it's a long Monday. That's for sure. That's yeah. all. I, I mean, because you know, getting up at five ish, going to work, and then uh, getting off at two thirty, and then school starts at five thirty, and goes till eight thirty. So, yeah, that don't that don't sound too it's, fun. It's a long Monday. That is the Monday is already tough to begin yeah. with. It's Monday. Yeah, Saturday's not bad. I don't mind getting up early on Saturdays. Yeah, but uh, <coughs> excuse me. You know what? You got a cough now. You're three weeks later. I don't know. I started out with a cough when we did this, did episode two and three. Yeah. It's gone now. Yeah. It's better. Much better. Yeah. Feeling pretty good. Um, speaking of fishing, have you ever gone to this little pond over by your house? Yeah. Not the one behind here, but the one across the street. Across the street. Like, yeah. no. No, you haven't? It looks pretty good. There's a lot of cover back in I, there. I, w- I really want to get into it, but I don't know the person that owns it. It's not public? Mm-mm. Really? Yeah. It's owned by whoever owns that, like, private area right there. There's, like, some businesses back in there, actually, like some insurance companies or something. That's not... I guess... And it's right next to Tanganyika. Really? I guess I just assumed it was a neighborhood. Because there's houses back there. But... No, I think that's, like, a farm. Oh, well, the houses are part of that, like, w- like um, business area. That's weird. Hmm. Well, it's, like, gated right there, too, so... Maybe it's owned by Tanganyika. But I've always said, every time I, like, not always, like, every time I pass it, like, every day, I'm like, I need to figure out who owns that and, like, befriend them. And <laughs> That's what it's all about. If you're going to be a sportsman, you got to make connections. Yeah. Yeah. Find some good ponds. Fish in. Speaking of making connections, um, what's our topic today? What is our topic? Well, it's batting down the hatches, and we're talking about people. Part dose. Yep. Part two. Talking about people. Mm-hmm. Oops. Better turn that off. Mm-hmm. Man, guy can't even turn his phone off to <laughs> record a podcast. <laughs> Anyways, uh, before we go, before we get to this topic, though, let's talk about some superhero stuff because there's some things we were talking about before we turned on the oh, mics. Man. We're getting sidetracks with sidetracks. Yeah, but the Sony news, I want, I want to hear your take on it. I haven't heard it. I haven't heard anything. I haven't been paying, paying attention. It's, it's, it's just a rumor. It's a rumor. It's not not like there's some people that say that these people that said the rumor are pretty like good at it. You know, they kind of know the inside track. Of they're stuff. good at making rumors, or they're good. At... <laughs> they're good at figuring things out. Oh, like okay. they, they're usually they usually know what they're talking about. Gotcha. But there is a rumor out there that Apple is considering buying Sony. Really? If Apple buys Sony, then they will uh, the Marvel rights that Sony has reverts back to Disney. Really, automatically. Does, if anybody, does if anybody, own Apple, or? if anybody buys, surely no Sony. One Apple. No, they don't own Apple. It's just that if any in the contract for Sony to have Spider-Man, they either have to complete a movie every two years to keep the rights to Spider-Man, or I believe it's two years. It's somewhere right in there, and then or they have to uh, if if they get bought out, it automatically just goes back to Marvel. Huh. And so. It's pretty so. It's pretty interesting that they might get bought out. There's also a rumor out there that Disney's offered ten billion dollars to Sony to buy Spider-Man straight up. Wow! And buy all so they'd have everything back, all the characters. Hmm. Which for some uh, like they said it was like seven hundred and ninety some characters in the Spider-Man universe. There's a lot. Yeah, pretty crazy. Anyways, that's my that's my. Uh, Nerdy Spider-Man news. So what, uh, gosh, you think they sit down in a conference room and list all the characters? And just some guy, some poor sod is just naming off characters for an hour and a half. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Rights included, but not limited to Spider-Man, Spider-Girl, Spider-Woman. I mean, just going on and on. I don't know. Gwen Stacy, Mary Jane Watson. Sounds too, uh, sounds too lawyerish to me. Well, I hope something gets done. That'd be pretty cool. Anyway. So back to our topic. Sorry, yeah. I, I took us off a sidetrack, you know. Anyways, batting down the hatches people. So what are we talking about today, Zane, besides the topic? I mean, what, what what's the gist of it? Well, uh, we're talking about people that uh, 
more than like, well, I, I don't know. It, do, are we limiting it to people that persecute you, or are we limiting it to people that just kind of... Well, I think batting down the hatches people, and what I, what my vision of it was for is uh, choosing the right people in our lives. Okay. Um, the right people matter. Um, of course. I think, you know, we can, we can talk about, like, persecution, um, and, you know, I think there's a part of it that has to do with that, but and limiting those people around you. But it, it all it all it all goes to what you put into your life and what you're putting into your life is the people that are around you. They're either going to be there to build you up or tear you down. Right. Well, unless you're a hermit, are you a hermit? I'm not a hermit. No. Some days I want to be. Uh some days I feel like it, but I, I like to I don't know. I mean, I don't really love I don't know, there's a weird part of me. Sometimes I love social interaction, sometimes I don't. Yeah. Well, unless you're a hermit, social interactions are unavoidable. I mean, it's true. work, school, I mean, just the general public, going to buy, buy a coffee at Starbucks. Um, there's just no getting around interacting with people. And so, but the good part is you have somewhat, you have a little bit of control over how your interactions play out, number one. And number two, who you interact with. Some like some 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 you can't control who you interact with. You just have to deal with them, like your boss or things of that nature. But Yeah, my boss is my dad, so I have oh, to deal with it. Yeah, that I can't decide if that'd be a good thing or a bad thing. I like it. But I get along with my dad mostly, so Yeah. I can't yeah. imagine if you didn't get along with your dad. But, I mean that'd be of bad. course you probably wouldn't be in the, that position in the first place if True. you get along with your dad. True. But, uh, so, so the question is, wh- what do we want to limit? Where, where do we find the storm to batten down the hashes against in these interactions? I can think of 10 off the top of my head. I mean, just 10, well, maybe not 10, but all right. Challenge accepted. Let's <laughs> see what happens here. <laughs> oh, geez. I got my foot in my mouth now, <laughs> but, uh, just, you know, maybe, maybe it's, you're, like I said, your boss constantly nitpicking your work. I mean, I know I've I've done that before. Well, I haven't done it, but I've experienced it. You know, a boss that uh, I don't know. He just he has a very specific way of how he wants things done, and when you don't do it that way, it's uh, it's uh, it's not good. Not good. Not good. Bad news bears. So, uh, things like that. I, w- I wouldn't work that well well that way. I like to do things my own way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like to create my own own options. Yeah, it would it wouldn't it wouldn't be a bad thing if if this boss had, you know, um just said, you know, try it this way or give you a teaching and if it doesn't work that way for you, find have a better way, go for it and try it. But, you know, if if he didn't if you didn't do it his way, he would just walk away and shake his head like you're an idiot. Right. So. Well, he may, he, may, you know, maybe there isn't another way. I don't, you know. Oh, I don't know. But. Uh, I always like looking for the best way. I like to be creative. So. So other options. So other things that uh, we've, where we can find these storms and these interactions is uh, constant nitpicking or uh, negative behavior around us. Yeah. Crass and crude behavior. Um, I think that's one of the big ones. Um, I think that's a lot in the workplace Yeah, and we can't get away oh, yeah. from that sometimes yeah. as men, um, the crude humor, um, that we find ourselves around in some work environments. I don't personally have to deal with that, but I've heard stories from honestly from you. I've heard them from some of our friends, um, of what they've had to endure in the workplace. And sometimes I don't know. I, I don't think I can handle that. Yeah. To be honest. I mean, I've, I guess I don't have a lot of perspective because I haven't worked a lot of places. I've uh, I worked on a farm. I worked at Academy Sports. Um, it wasn't. I mean, everyone there was just kind of in a bad mood all the time. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that they were crass or crude. But then I got into construction, and I mean, some of the most vile things you've ever heard in your life. Things I won't even say over over the air. Yeah, I don't I mean I don't have to check the explicit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was it I mean just it was it's bad. It gets pretty bad. 
I mean, stuff that I'm, I'm even as a guy, I'm appalled that anyone would say that. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, that's tough. I mean, I think that goes to, you know, we can't, in the workplace, we can't necessarily get away from that. I mean, we can quit our jobs. We can go find a job that's better. Sure. I mean, I've heard Pastor Craig even say that. If your job is tearing you apart, go quit it and go do it. You know, but that, that is a tough yeah. thing to actually do. But I mean, if you have a good job and you like your job, I mean, really, all you can do, I mean, you're not going to be able to avoid it, but it's just a matter of do you interact with it or encourage it or uh, facilitate it or do you associate with that kind of behavior? Or do you walk away? Yeah. Do you walk away? Do you, uh, you know... But in those situations, it's hard to not feel as part of the... I mean, I can understand that. I mean, we, we actually... I'll relate that more to when I was in school, you know. Um, you mean high school? Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. And, you know, when you have your friends around, you know, th- people you consider friends, really, or maybe more, you know, yeah. see in the hallway acquaintances. Right. But you're hanging out with them in the hallway, and, you know, they're crude jokes or crude comments, and... It's hard to walk away from those situations. Sure. I mean, you want to feel included. Right. I mean, all these guys are laughing and palling around, and you're on the sideline. But, I mean, once you start to... And it doesn't mean you shouldn't pursue it now. If you're a young guy still in high school, do your best to uh, um, just don't associate with that. Yeah. I mean... Don't, you don't you don't have to shut those guys out of your life. I mean, they need a light in their life. Be an example, but don't laugh at I mean, don't facilitate it. Don't feed it. Yeah. I mean, there's you don't have to laugh at those jokes. You don't have to say jokes back. I mean, it's just it's just a matter of you can be better than that. You know, if they make a joke at you that's that's crass and crude or maybe a joke about you know, oh, your mom, you know, things like just blank stare. That's yeah. what I always did. Blank stare. And I mean Well to be honest, you gotta you gotta realize those. I mean, if we're gonna give some high schoolers some tips here, those people aren't worth being friends. You're you're not gonna even like those people that are like that that you call friends are not gonna be your friends when you get older and they definitely shouldn't be. Mm, I mean I would contest that. I would contest that a little bit. I mean obviously You're still friends with your high schoolers. Some of them, yeah. The ones that were worth my time. Well, I'm saying that, like, people that are worth yeah, your time. Yeah, but that friends. doesn't mean they still don't make the same jokes. Mm. I mean, but that's just because they're, you know, they're guys. And I, I'm not trying to play it down, saying they're just guys. It's it's just because, you know, those were my, two two of them in particular, mm-hmm. those were my friends in high school, and we're still friends. I mean, we'd see each other when we can, but, you know, they're also not, you know, degenerates. Yeah. I mean, you, there's, you, you can pick and choose who you want your friends to be. And if your friends are dragging you down a certain way, then you need to cut ties. But if they can respect your opinion and they're not complete. Well, I have, I have a, I have a Bible verse for this one for all those listening. Uh, first Corinthians fifteen thirty three says, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Hmm. What's your take on that verse? Well, I think it's it just has a lot to do with rubbing off. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, it may be hard to imagine, but I've been on both spectrums, and it, it's absolutely true. What garbage in, garbage out. Mm-hmm. So, when you stop associating yourself with those things, you begin to clean up. I mean, almost just inadvertently mm-hmm. it's not even some of it isn't even intentional and i don't know if you've experienced that i mean i don't, I don't know i'm not we're in high school i i was i i, <coughs> I never cussed in high school i never really not yeah, once not once like i to a point where i did not i never said anything but i would have friends you know cuss and be like oh i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> like it doesn't offend me i just choose not to say it you know right right like right um, you know, I'm not talking about like crude jokes or crude um, words or stuff like that, but I'm just saying like, you know, just simple cussing and, and they'd be like, 
sorry. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't care, <laughs> you know? Um, and, uh, but I didn't choose, I chose not to do that. You know, right. now I would say that I uh, kind of changed. Like when I got out of high school, I actually started cussing a little bit when I kind of fell away from the Lord. Right. Um, and you know, I've kind of, I've cleaned up, I've cleaned that back up since I've came back to the Lord and it just, it's not like, I'm not saying that's a sin or not a sin. I'm not here to debate that today, but I don't, you know, I try not to put words out there that are not encouraging. And so, yeah, I'm not well, saying I haven't stubbed my toe and cussed a little bit or here's the thing is I don't think it's saying that bad company ruins good morals. I don't, I don't far be it for me to tell the Bible what it's saying, but I think, well, I mean, let me ask you this. How are we supposed to minister to folks like that if we don't befriend them? Well, I, uh, I let me paint a picture here of how I feel. I, I believe in that verse. I believe in, there's not, that's just not, there's, that's just one verse in the Bible that I believe in it too, but I mean, I'm saying that's just one verse in the Bible that paints the same picture that a few other verses paint. Right. Um, like the whole, you know, anyways, we'll just stay with this verse, but I fully believe that you can't bring a friend into your inner circle that has bad morals, that has you know, I'm saying there's jokes. There's jokes. I'm not saying it's like you know a bad crude joke or something means they can't be in the inner circle. But in overall, ministering to someone doesn't mean you can bring a friend into an inner circle. I, I don't sure. believe that. I think I think we. I'm not saying we can't be friends with them, but there's a different level of friendship. Well, sure. So I mean, a level of friendship that you rely on. That's in your you know maybe two or three around you in your inner circle. That something you know craps hit the fan and you need to, you need someone right. and you go to them. I think they have to be equally yoked as it says in the Bible and are full believers and are doing the right things or living the right way. Like, I'm not saying that they can't falter and you're there to help them up, but to go randomly befriend someone that is not at that level yet right. can't be at that two or three level well, friends. I, I think we're on the same page then. I think the, the delineation is association. I mean, what? Who's your uh, your your gang, your crew, right? Home dog. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I I think that's so. I think we're on the same page as far as what counts as uh, friends, and you know, yeah. Well, and it's like you can't, you know, those two or three friends are probably the ones you you know you're going to hang out with on the weekend. Or you're going to, you know, do do something with, and then you're hanging out with them. The person you're befriending, that you're your friends with, that you're friendly with, that you're there for, maybe trying to help them. That doesn't mean that that's okay. Yeah. You just have to. You have to have that that line. You know, you have to have that line where they don't drag you down, and you're there to lift them up. Right. I I I mean I know a guy that, and we might have him on the show. I don't know. Uh, he's actually got his own podcast too. Maybe we'll be on his show. Who knows? But, uh, when he, I mean, he talks about all the time how he was a delinquent and, but he was pretty far from the Lord. Yeah. And started coming his way back in and his group of friends, you know, they would try to get him to fall back into what he was doing. And he said, look guys, I don't, I don't do that anymore. And some of them, uh, would say that's hey man that's cool I I respect your opinion and he would continue to that doesn't mean he associated with them still right but he would continue to try and be a light good influence well I think and we then have, others we uh, have to have an open we have to have open arms we have yeah. to, we have to we have to come from a loving place can't come from a judgy place in these type of situations um, but you can't expect to someone that is far away from the Lord and you hang out with them every weekend. Right. And, and, and all, and it, it could matter circumstances. I mean, if you're inviting them to church every weekend and they're coming to church every weekend, that's a different thing than hanging out. I'm talking about hanging out in certain circumstances, sure. you know? Yeah. Circumstances matter in the situation, I would say. Yeah. A couple of the other things that we were talking about, uh, storms, 
um, that we find a storm in these interactions with people um, could be uh, pressure to perform. I think you talked about that a little bit with yeah. the boss. Um, and then uh, false teachings um, and a persecution. False teachings. Let's touch on that a little bit. Okay. I feel like you're uh, you're game for this this topic here. Well, uh, do you think what what do you think is a glaring example of false teachings? False, t- I, I don't know. I, don't, I guess I haven't really thought about it. Well, uh, man, I don't even know if I want to talk about it now. <laughs> um, false teachings. Uh, I don't know. Modern day false teachings. I mean, I don't just mean. Like, I don't know. Like. I- <laughs> Off the top of my head, uh, polygamy is not right. That's false teaching. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm just talking like uh, ones that may not be so obvious. You know, like uh, oh, I don't know. The, uh, what is it called? Where uh, oh, damn it! A lot of TV pastors preach it. Oh, the uh, gospel. Yeah, the uh, what'd you say? The, uh, the something gospel. I yeah. can't remember what it's called. Prosperity gospel. Prosperity gospel, that's right. Uh, you know, just dangerous stuff like that. Uh, you know, because I, I truly believe that they started out believing in the gospel, but now they have just, their mind has been twisted and warped mm-hmm. into something that uh, the Lord doesn't appreciate. And that's the thing is, so many people buy into it. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, that's tough. I mean, that's, you know, people around you that's doing that type of stuff. And uh, I think it puts a bad name on Christianity. Um, yeah. It's not, you know, God's not a, God's not a bank. He's not a, he's not a lottery machine, an ATM. Yeah. We can't uh, deposit and get tenfold back. He's, you know, he's not an investment. Um, he's a, uh, he's a relationship. Yeah, and I think uh, I think it does a lot of disservice to uh, to Jesus. Yeah, to Christianity. I mean, uh, the big de- the big thing is just don't don't take their word for it. Read the Bible for yourself and see what you think, and ask the Lord to speak to you. I mean, if you ask the Lord to speak to you when you're reading Scripture and talking to Him, He'll He'll give you discernment. Yeah, and He'll be able to tell you what's right and what's wrong and you'll be able, you'll you'll figure it out. Well, you know, it goes it goes to show you that false teachings really, you know, come out of that the why they're so popular, why they can be why they can get popular is because they take something out of the Bible that seems real, but they forget the context around it. Yeah. Context matters a lot. Yeah. And I think that's uh that's where false teachings start. Yeah. Well, like uh what what I, probably the biggest uh, verse that a lot of folks like even non Christians use to uh, talk about uh, oh basically they use it to call Christians hypocrites, um, saying you know he who is without sin casts the first stone, and yeah that's absolutely true, but what did Jesus say to that widow right after? Go forth and sin no more. Right. Even you know he acknowledged that she was sinful, and you know, she he urged her to turn away from it. Right. And I think a lot of people misconstrue Christians saying, "Hey, I don't I don't think it's a good idea to do that." As um, what what would you call it? Judgment. Yeah. Which I mean, even judgment. There's an important delineation between. Um, judgment in a sentence like in the Bible the word judgment is used in place of sentence like death sentence right whereas nowadays when we think hey I don't think you should do that oh well you're judging me <laughs> I mean I I don't think that that's that's the case now if someone's telling you like hey you're 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 gonna burn in hell for this I I just don't think that's very loving. No, I mean that that is because uh... that's not our call to make. First of all, no, I mean that's that's judging. Yeah, we're we're not called to be the judge. God's yeah. the judge, and uh, He called us to love people just like Jesus. But I mean, we as Christians can't be afraid to point something out, especially when it comes to our friends, friends that we want to see. Well, that's the thing. We 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 don't have to condone 
behavior that we, but at the same time, condoning within our friends is where that I think that statement comes from. Like the people around us, the people that we can, we have that authority with, right? People that we don't have that authority with, it's not our business. It's our business to love them for who they are, and if they come into our circle, they come into they come around us and and are able to listen to what we believe in and we have that opportunity to speak life into them and sure. then then we can but to sit here and judge them it's not what we're here for yeah well i would say when it comes to you know inviting someone to church i mean obviously telling them that what they're doing is wrong while you may be right is i mean that's not going to i don't think that's going to bring them any closer to going to church than we got to let God convict them. Yeah. And that's something I struggle with a lot because I just, it seems like if you, if you don't call it out, you're condoning it. But if you do call it out, you're being judgmental. And well, I think, yeah, I think that's what's wrong with uh, some Christianity, some people that believe. Um, I mean, sometimes we see this in the extreme. Yeah. Um, but in general, um, just because we are loving does not mean we condone. Right. You know, I love the life. Life church is a place you can, one of their mission statements is you can belong before you believe. Right. And well, Well, that's what, uh, that's what the church is about. I just, but there's a lot of churches not about that. Oh no. I just, I just fear that if I, don't say something that they might think it's okay and they'll just keep on doing what they're doing almost like I'm causing them to stumble yeah but you you're it's not your job to convict them like you said earlier well right well maybe I'm not convicting them maybe I'm just saying you know well it depends it depends on if it's if it's your best friend if it's your if it's one of your two or three in your inner circle, maybe even your little, you know, next circle of friends. Right. If it's someone that you have authority with, if he's somebody that you have um, clout with, that they trust you, then you can. Well, if not, it's it's just on death death's ear. You know, it's not gonna. You're not gonna help. Right. Well, you're, maybe maybe I'm not. I I doubt I would bring it up right away. Like, hey, you're uh, you're stealing. That's bad. You should come to church. But, you know, if, if they were to bring it, if they come to church three or four times and they can find me and they bring it up, I mean, maybe that would be grounds for... Do you say stealing? Well, well that's just an example. I don't know. Stealing. Well, I, I mean, I feel like stealing I would call someone out on, but... Well, <laughs> I mean, no, like just... Or, I feel like that's, or, actually, that's socially or, acceptable, uh, you know? Homosexuality or abortion or... I feel like those are two hot button topics that are hard to. I mean, you don't bring it up right away. That's very judgmental. I wouldn't say that saying it's wrong is judgmental. Like I said, judge to their face, maybe. But it's not a death sentence. I mean, judgment like saying, "Hey, you're going to hell because you got an abortion." That's that is that is judging. Saying you're wrong. Saying I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I mean, I'm saying like we can do a lot more through loving that yeah. person. Well, right. I'm not saying I'm you. I don't think you're being judgmental, but you're not going about it the right way. I think that's a complete wrong way to go about I, it. I guess what I'm trying to say is, and it's like it's context, it's the context of the situation, is that you can, like, you can't randomly just tell that person <laughs> that. You know, it, it's got Ringing you have you have to whether it's trust of five minutes of having a what they have engaged in conversation with you. Or whether you have developed a friendship with them over the course of weeks or months or years matters. Right. Like, I'm not saying in a certain circumstance, in five-minute conversation, if it's directly pointed with questions at whether this is right or wrong from them, then it could be okay to say, hey, yeah, you know, that's not right. But if you're just meeting this person and you're just talking to them. Right. You can't point that out in them. You know, like that's not going to get them closer to g- coming to God, you know? Well, I, I, 
I think we agree on, on more than we think we do. I I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. Right. Just because I mean, number one, it's weird. I, I wouldn't. <laughs> but a lot of people out there are that way. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's what hurts this society. That's what hurts Christianity. That's what hurts what the true meaning of it is. Is that people people are judgmental way before they have the clout to be giving advice about whether something's right or wrong. Yeah. You know, like if I see someone on, you know, I see someone stealing. Yeah, I, I I don't care if I knew him five seconds or or five years. I'd tell him that it's dumb. But there are certain topics in this society that you you tell them that they were right or wrong, and they're never going to speak to you again. And well, one would almost argue that that's their problem. Yeah, but that's. <laughs> I'm just playing. Okay. Not not if not if you're not if you're wanting to make a difference, you know. Well, I know. I'm just playing devil's advocate. But um, I don't know. It's just it is. I mean, I think it's hot either way because you could go the other way and say that you know, saying that God loves you just the way you are is very dangerous because He does. But when it delves into, I mean, you can practice homosexual all you want. God still loves you, and He accepts you. That's not true. That is not. That is absolutely not true. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of heaven if you're a practicing homosexual. That's just the way it is. You're not going to inherit the kingdom of heaven if uh, you constantly beat your wife. You're not going to inherit the kingdom of heaven if you are constantly murdering and lying and thieving. It's just. I think that's all. That's the other end of the spectrum. And I think that's just as dangerous. Yeah, I mean, you can't. That, that's none of that stuff is acceptable. But there's a, you know, I'm just. We, we I think we agree, but it's just a, there's a way to bring it about than straight up. Like, oh, I know. I'm know. just bringing that up, just yeah. just to give the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, anyway. I mean, I agree. Uh, another big one: persecution. Have you ever been persecuted? I don't think so. You don't think so? No. I can't say that I have either. But I mean, I mean, I don't know, like I feel like I feel like I didn't quite like I feel kids are persecuted these days in really? school. Really? I mean, I wouldn't I don't have kids in school, so I wouldn't know. But is that is I that mean, what you've seen? I think, you know, believing in I mean any type of Christianity stuff, any type of Church stuff is not really uh, acceptable. In you just public mean schools. like policy, which I mean that would that would count. Yeah, I mean policy. I mean, I, I not personally my two kids, but personally being a uh, being a switch uh, leader for um, high schoolers. Yeah, when I was a couple years ago, they would tell me stories about being persecuted for bringing church stuff up at school. That you know we couldn't, you know, pastors couldn't even go to pastors can't even like show up at school and see see the kids anymore, you know. Really? Yeah. And so there are certain schools that Is that actually a thing? Like pastors can't show up anymore? Yeah. Like past um So do they do like see you at the poll anymore or anything like that? Um those things are very, very strict now. Like I don't even I don't I don't even know if they have those things. I know uh there was a bring your Bible to school thing coming up. It, it is it either it either just just had it or it's coming up. Well, if if you're listening, it's already been done past. I already know that. But um, I know Drew B, Drew Brees uh, said something about it. And well, and, I, and I'm not saying was, I'm was, not saying it's every public school. I'm saying the ones that these kids were attending. Um, and you know, I'm not I'm not going to mention it so we don't get into things which school it was. But it was one in town. Right. It was one in town, one of the suburbs, and uh, they had really strict regulations on pastors showing up um anything church related at school the kids you know the kids talked about feeling persecuted at school um for anything that was religious and so it was uh you know they they feel it from kids too but it's from teachers definitely from administration see i never i never felt that when i was then again i i'm I, i mean i like to think i'm pretty vocal about my faith now um but back, See, back, back in high school, I hadn't really. Did they have? Uh, they have campus life back when you were in. Did you ever do that? I don't. I don't know. It sounds familiar. 
Who we both went to. Got it right. Yeah. Yeah. So they probably did. Cause so I Campus know. Life was like a Bible thing. It was on. It was like a club. Right. It was on Tuesday nights. Yeah, I think they. I think they had it. And then. But, uh, uh, and they always had see you at the poll. I mean, there was yep. always quite a few kids there. Mm-hmm. We we actually had um, Bible study on Thursday mornings. Really. One of our teachers put it put it together. He's yeah. a pretty cool teacher. So. Yeah, I just I, at that time I wasn't. Shout out to Mr. Taylor, being a cool teacher. Mr. Taylor, I think I remember him. Was he a? He's a history teacher, I believe. That's history. right. Yep. That's right. I didn't know he was. He had that up. Yeah, he did Bible studies in the morning on um, Thursdays when I was there. Huh, that's kind of cool. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'd like to think I'm pretty vocal about my faith now, but back then I I hadn't really discovered it yet. I'd always I'd always been a Christian my whole life, but I'd never really delved deep into what it yeah. means. To I me. never I never felt it then. Yeah, God, you know, maybe God is different than and definitely different. I mean, I than the other schools I was talking about. Oh, I imagine it's probably way different from even. When I was going to school, yeah, just from all the stuff that I've seen on media and things like that, and yeah, the way things have gone. So, next topic is when someone brings you down, remember God loves you. Um, you have a verse that goes along with this. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Uh, for I know the plans for you, declares the Lord. Oh, I used to know this one from memory. Oh my goodness! But you I, tried. Always, I always get the last part mixed up. <laughs> I won't even try. I don't have that in me. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold the phone. Should I start looking up the next one just so you don't have to do Yeah, this? probably. We're looking things up, guys. It's the it's the digital age. Digital age. All right. Well, I hope we didn't lose some listeners with our hot-button topic debates. I mean, we can turn this into a political channel. No, let's and not. I, I wouldn't bat an eye. Let's not do that. <laughs> I'm good with that. Let's do a let's do a separate channel. Eh, That's political. I don't know. It's just nuts. Let's leave it at that. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you hope and a future. So, to tie that up, basically what. When someone brings you down, whatever, so if you are being pressured to perform, if you feel like you're being pressured to do uh, other things, drugs, alcohol, things things of that nature, um, to jump in on the crass and crude joking, hey, look at that girl over there, yada, yada, yada. Um, false teachings, persecution, uh, any number of things. Um just people, just people in general, just bringing you down. Um, not even, not even persecution. Just, just bringing you down in general. Yeah. Um, it's very important to remember that God has a way for you, and those people are in your life for a reason. I mean, they don't just stumble around. He's, he's brought them there for a reason. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think you know if you're falling after God, then. You have the right, you know, people are brought into your life for a reason. Yeah. I mean, begin asking them, you know, what, what can you do about so-and-so? Or what can you do about um, this problem you're facing at school where you run into a problem with uh, your Bible or maybe want to start a Bible study and they they uh, they turn you down? Yeah. So, so the next one... Uh, Romans twelve two, I got that up here. Um, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God will God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Um, I'm gonna go back a step and go to that's that's verse two, Romans twelve two. I'm gonna go to the first verse. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So, what do you think about that? Um, I think it, it 
just keeping an eternal mindset, keeping your eyes on the prize, so to speak. Um, and it's when you truly think about what we're put here to do, what your purpose is, then you start to get a sense of you get to start to get a, you start to get a sense that you have a mission and it becomes a lot easier to set yourself apart from others and to associate with those that sharpen you and hone you yeah with God's word rather than those that dull you and uh tarnish you with the uh the patterns of this world as Paul puts it yeah so it's just it's just all about having an eternal mindset. And that's very hard to do. Yeah. It seems like it's getting harder and harder to do. Like we were just talking about uh two weeks ago with the media. I mean just, just the just the media. Whatever source you whatever source you please. Yeah. That was very difficult. I mean to give up on things of this world to uh put your full mind and body into what the Lord has for you. Um, takes a lot of discipline, takes a lot of uh, truly seeking Him. And uh, it's only through that. I mean, we can't do it with our own strength. We have to find His strength. Um, but what's cool is that He does have a... His will is, like, His plan is amazing. Like, when you're following Him, His plan is amazing. You know, a lot of... Like, I just... I love the fact that God likes to do big things. Like, if you let Him. He likes to... He likes to just, he doesn't like to just do small things. Like he is in the small things, but he likes to go big and we have to, we have to let him sometimes. And that's, that's a hard, hard concept to wrap your mind around. The fact that, uh, God wants to do things for you. And obviously there are things that are going to be in line with his will, but he wants to bless you beyond things you can't even imagine yeah and i think that that even still i mean when i was first really getting into this and even still that's a very hard concept for me to wrap my mind around is that he has a completely separate um completely separate story set aside for me and if i so choose and abide in him it will take me places i i never thought possible yeah now i'm amazed at what god God can do when you trust him. It's pretty crazy. Um Second Corinthians six fourteen, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness, or what fellowship has light with darkness? There's another one of those verses I told you about talking about bad company. Um, bad company. Oh boy, he's singing again. I um not. Yeah, I don't I I really you know, this one go, kind of goes a lot with, you know, people talk about it when you're dating and stuff. and Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think that it's pretty interesting. Um, the You know, I've always heard, don't be unequally yoked. I've actually, until today, I really haven't ever read that whole verse. Um, and uh, I love the part for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness or what fellowship has light with darkness. Yeah. Darkness can, you know, light can't exist with darkness, you know, like darkness can't exist with light. You have to have that light. And, uh, I don't know. It's a pretty interesting verse. Yeah. Uh, so when pressured, um, when pressured to go, sorry, when pressured to go, to go beyond your limits, remember your strength is what's the, um, Philippians 4, 6 or 7. Do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God... Okay, that's a weird version. I'm sorry. I got to read I gotta read the right one. What are you on the American Standard I, I, version? I don't know what I was on, but it's going to drive me crazy. I remember one time I was in Switch Group and a kid, I don't know, pulled up like some weird version. I'm like, what the heck are you reading, kid? <laughs> uh Hold on, I'm going to try and do this from memory. This is another memory verse oh that, boy. that we had. Uh, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, mm-hmm. present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. 
Notice. That's correct. Notice that it does not promise that you will get what you ask for. Mm-hmm. It does not promise that you'll get what you ask for. What it promises is that the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind. <coughs> excuse me. In Christ Jesus. So when pressured to go beyond your limits, there's a very good chance that you will still have to go beyond your limits. Yeah. And Yeah. Okay, so I don't know what dang it. I wish I could think off the top of my head. There's a verse though that um the one about testing God will not uh God will not push you uh God will not God will not tempt you, tempt beyond, you beyond what you can bear. Yeah. Th- that one of the most like um I think misrepresented one of the most misrepresented verses in the Bible because the context be around that has nothing to do with what it's like talking to us about him not tempting us beyond we can bear. Yeah. And uh so I like to point that out because we tend to use that verse and and say that we're we're never going to go beyond our limits basically. Yeah. When we are definitely going to be broken. We're yeah. definitely going to be pushed beyond yeah. uh, what we can handle. See, the, the, and, and that's actually, we're, it's going to be, it's not even, that's going to happen sometimes. That's going to happen all the time. Yeah. Because following God, he wants to meet us Yeah. at that place Yeah. where we are beyond our limits. Because that's when we have to fully trust him. We have to fully give everything to him. And we have to lean into him more than we ever have before. Yeah. I mean... Do not, God will not tempt you beyond what you can bear because he's wanting you to cast your cares upon him. He's wanting you to cast your burdens on him because he can bear it all. Mm-hmm. He can be he can take you beyond your limits. He he has no limits. He can go wherever he wants to go and he's going to take you right along with him if if you trust in him and put your faith in him. Yeah. So very very important, very very important delineation between um what do they call it? I can't remember. I'm not very. I'm, I'm over four in the remembering stuff tonight. Oh, good job. <laughs> anyway, um, oh, dead brain. False teachings. What do we have to say about false teachings? Um, they're bad. They're don't bad. don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, Lance Howery, chapter four, verse one. Yep. Uh, false teachings run away. Um, if you're if you can't get away, um, then sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great just, advice. Uh, this is advice from Lance. Um, anyways, so the truth, though, is that John 14, 6 talks about it. So why don't we go to go to John and uh, you look that up and uh, then we'll, we'll go with that. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my father as well. From now on, you do know him, and I have seen him. And have seen him. Excuse me. That was worded a little weird. Anyway, so I guess, like I said, you gotta you got to delve into it yourself. You have to ask God for discernment in, in his scripture, in his word. But basically what that's saying is, I mean, any any doctrine that points you to anything but Jesus is probably more than likely a false teaching. Yeah. I mean, there's only one way to heaven. It's Jesus. Yeah. And there's only one way to have Jesus. Ask him into your heart, turn away from that sin, and uh, go forth. Yeah. I mean, the law, the big deal between, uh, like, shall we say, Orthodox Jews and Christians is uh, the law cannot grant you salvation. Jesus can. He was the perfect son of God, died for us, and took our sins. And if you believe that, then uh, he's the way. He's the light. He's the truth. So, do not be swayed by persecution. Is this the stuff you added? I don't remember this. No, you did this. You must have been sleeping when you were doing this. Oh, okay. I only added nine. Really? Yeah, and then I added a verse up top. That was it. Like I added, I added uh, Romans 12, too. I'm the one that added that one. Well, this is also like six weeks ago when I wrote this, so yeah, you'll be all right. We're just we're just we're just being honest, folks. Just being honest. So let's jump into um, 
What's number eight? Let's just jump to eight. Okay. Jump to eight? Yep. What are you uh, trying to say there? These things cannot be avoided. Because they can't, uh, be sure that you don't avoid Christ as well. Um, Why? I couldn't. No, you didn't spell avoid right, so I was oh. confused. I was like avid. Oh. Don't avid Christ. Well, be an avid Christ follower. Okay, there we go. Maybe that's what you forgot follower. Perfect. Maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah, no, I think that... Um, so when we're talking about people, batting down the hatches. Right. What is our takeaway for our audience? What do they need to batten down? What is the real world application for who, all this Bible? Who are the hatches? Stuff? I'd say I'd say that would be our that would be our imagery. Who are the hatches? The hatches I would say are uh, Christ number one, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, a small group. Okay. Uh, people that you can talk to, people that you can go to that can sharpen you and hone you and point you in the right direction when you need it. Yeah, one of my favorite verses, um, when I spoke in the loop in front of the kids, um, I got to do a live speak, and this was part of my um, part of my live speak was this verse. And it says, two are better than one because they have good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Um, I just love that verse because small groups matter. Yeah. Um, it's why I'm a community leader at church and help to, um, grow our life groups is because, so that is where I found God. Life groups have been so important in my life. Um, when I did, uh, the, what was it called? Um, thinking, what's the thing at Kazone at church? Which is about finding your purpose. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I look back through, you look back through your timeline and each point in my life, some of the main things that were in my life were small groups. Yeah. Through church and different ones, not the same one throughout time. And even in this last part of my life, when uh, I lost my wife, small group is what got me through. Yeah. They were there that night and they were there every day since. Yeah. And uh, it's just where some of the bonds that I've created lately. I mean, heck, we met in a small group. That's why this thing is happening yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, and, and guys, when we say life group, we mean small group. That's just what uh, Life Church calls them. Yep. Um, so I, look at getting plugged into one of those. I mean, you probably don't have a Life Church in your location, but uh, just look around, see what see what's out there. Find a church that has some kind of small group that you can get plugged into. Um, find, you know, Christian friends locally. Yeah, or just you know, and if and if you want to start one, reach out to us. Um, find us on social media on our Facebook page, Men in Armor, or on our website where you can contact us by email, meninarmor.com. and we will. Uh, we're we're here, and we we'd love to talk to you about starting a starting a small group for yourself and helping you guys out with it. And actually, on our Facebook page, we have Men in Armor Small Group, um, where you can um, ask to get into it, and it's just gonna be people like minded people that are men that are that are hurting men that are strong men that just need, need someone to talk to and want to talk to each other. And so we're trying to create this community. And so, uh, that's what all this is about. I mean, I think that when we're talking about people talking about community and you need a community around you for when life hits the fan, you need a community around you. Yeah. And, um, and it's going to hit the fan. Crap's going to (laughs) happen. Uh yeah yeah, crap's gonna be flapping in the fan. <laughs> That's a beautiful picture we painted there. Yep. But anyways, guys, uh, anything else, Zane, to wrap up this this wonderful? I've got nothing. I well, uh, I've said what I need to say. Probably said too much, to be honest with you. Yeah, probably. We yeah. always do. Yeah. Um. Anyways, guys, yeah, just hit hit us up on social media, our Facebook page, Men in Armor, um, our website, meninarmor dot com, and uh. We, uh, we'd love to hear from you, too. Like, we'd love to hear from our listeners. Yep. And so yep. uh, reach out to us any way possible. Any questions, comments, concerns? Um, we nah, don't, I don't know about concerns. Do concerns. we really want to listen to those? <laughs> well, I mean, they got to have it. We got to have some I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be critiqued. Well, I think we... I'll, I mean, I'll, I probably critique you all the time. You do? Yeah. Right after this, we have a critique session. We yeah. tell each other what we did terrible at. Yeah. No. Guys, thank you for thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate it, um, and uh, 
suit up, fight on. See you guys later.